Friends of Revival, welcome to this next episode of Round the Heavens Lorcom Down Podcast. It's been maybe a week or so or more, a week and a half, two weeks maybe, since I did my last podcast. Um, but I just haven't felt led to do another one. Um, but this podcast, I do feel led to do. And I've been thinking about doing this particular podcast for quite a while. And so you see the title, which is called Russia or Ukraine, which side to take? Which side should you take? Which side should I take? And which side am I taking, in fact? Well, I'm going to try and answer that question. Which side should you and I take, particularly as believers? Should we take Russia or Ukraine side? Should we take Black Lives Matter side? If you take Black Lives Matter side, Black Lives Matter sorry, side, well, that means you're against racism. If you don't take Black Lives Matter side, then you are racist. Interesting. Think of that. If you are for the COVID-19 vaccines, then you're, you're, you're good. Uh, you're kind, you're considerate of others. And if you don't take the COVID-19 vaccine, then you're selfish and you're mean and you're causing other people's lives um, and things like that. And now, Russia, Ukraine. It's amazing. Just as the whole the COVID-19 restrictions and mandates and passports end, then comes Russia and Ukraine. And now we have this nearly all over the world, starting in Ireland, um, you see Russian flags everywhere and save Russia and... Um, you know, send money to, sorry, save Russia, sorry, save Ukraine and send money to Ukraine and help them and all that kind of stuff. And the Russians are very, very bad. And uh, Putin is a madman. He's called, you know, Vlad the madman, he's called, and all that kind of stuff, you know. Which side do we take? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. And this is related to revival because the church is meant to have God's thoughts, not man's thoughts. So let's look at the side of Putin. Vladimir, Vladimir Putin, named after, of course, Vladimir Lenin, I believe. Well, let's see. He's a former KGB officer. Well, that's obviously bad, isn't it? KGB were ruthless people, weren't they? Um, he, he's a dictator, all right? Yes, I agree. He is a dictator. And Russia is a huge country. I mean, look at the map of Russia today. It's huge. And then if you look at the map of Soviet Russia, just from a few years ago, back in, before 1991, and with all the countries that Soviet Russia um, had control of, it's even bigger. I mean, and which also included Ukraine and Poland and old Yugoslavia, which is what Serbia and Croatia today is it? Um, Bosnia Herzegovina, uh, Azerbaijan, Uzbekistan, Kazakhstan, um, Crimea. These were all part of the former Soviet Russia. Now, of course, Crimea was annexed with Russia a few years ago, and that's by the way because the Russian the Crimeans want to be Russian. Um, and uh, of course Belarus don't forget as well and Georgia, these are all part of the Soviet Russia it's a huge country it was uh, post World War II um, the Soviet Empire but it's still a big country Okay, so you know it's, it's a big place and they've got a huge army and weapons they have at least 500 nuclear warheads now at the press of a button from their submarines in the seas around the world or anywhere else at their ships um, they could send these nuclear warheads to any country and destroy those countries they have enough uh, weapons, for example, uh, nuclear weapons to destroy America many times over. One alone would destroy my country, Ireland, because it's small, and the United Kingdom beside us. Um, you know, they have a huge army and a powerful army with powerful weapons, um, aircraft and sea craft and all that kind of stuff. And it looks like Russia is the invader, okay? They attacked Ukraine. Of course, this has been going on. This, they have been attacking each other, fighting each other, actually um, on the eastern side for uh, many years now, particularly in the area of Donetsk there, eastern um, uh, Ukraine, sorry. Because 
uh, eastern Ukraine and southern Ukraine are basically mostly Russian-speaking people and pro-Russian. Um, but they're the invaders, aren't they? And of course, everybody's against Putin. Everybody's against Russia. Now they'll say, well, we're not against the Russians, we're against Putin. Well, let me tell you, many of the Russians, um, I would say most of the Russians are actually for Putin and this, what he's doing. Um, we're called, most of the world calling it an invasion, but uh, Putin is called an operation because he wants to denazify and demilitarize the, the current Ukrainian regime. Okay? And we'll talk about that. Why is that true? Uh, is that true or not? Um, so this is the Russian side, and um, but also a part of the Russian side is. Remember, asking which side do we take? Uh, Russia is called Gog and Magog in the Bible, uh, Ezekiel thirty-eight, Ezekiel thirty-nine, um, Revelation chapter twenty, and other places too. I'm sure. Um, um, Gog is the leader and Magog is the country and I believe Russia, if you, especially old Russia, um, included countries like Ukraine, Crimea and Belarus and, and other places, it, you know, it was huge so um, Russia is mentioned in the end times it mentioned, it mentioned he's going to be part of uh, uh, the countries that come from the north to attack Israel and that tells me that Russia is going to be around for a while, isn't it? Which you know, as many people have said America is not mentioned in the end time countries it's not mentioned, but uh, Russia is Gog and Magog, um, Prince of Meshach and Tubal. Um, and we have other countries involved in that called Gomer and Togomer, which would, uh, certain Togomer or Gomer, you see, one of, the, one of them is Turkey. I've heard different sides about this. Uh, I think Gomer may be Turkey. I'm not sure. Um, but I think those countries, Meshach and Tubal, I think they're the satellite Soviet countries that, they, that used to belong to them, like Belarus, like Ukraine, and even Poland and uh, Crimea. Um, and Uzbekistan, Kyrgyzstan, uh, Kazakhstan, right down, which is very close to um, the Middle East countries. Um, Russia is going to be involved in the tribulation. Russia is not going anywhere. Okay? So, God, God, not Gog, God himself has told us this is going to happen. God's in control. So, that's the Russian side of things. Now, look at Ukraine. Well, Ukraine have a president called Vladimir, not Vladimir, Vladimir Zelensky. A former comedian is the president of Ukraine, but also a former vile comedian. One of his acts I've heard that he did was using his uh, genitalia to play the piano. Now, some people find that funny, but this is what he did in front of people. This is supposed to be funny. This is modern day comedians where they're vile and they are offensive and crude and obnoxious and, um, and sexual. This is the kind of acts he, that this guy did, this former comedian. Um, he became president. The EU love him. NATO love him. The UN love him. America loves him. Biden does at least. Um, they're all for him, this, this former comedian. But here's some of the things about Zelensky that you need to know. And you can find this on Google. I typed in these things. Uh, last year, President Zelensky shut down three TV stations that were criticizing him. Okay, three TV stations and um, that criticised him. He has imprisoned uh, political opponents that have criticised him and gone against him. And he's imprisoned also journalists. Again, you can find this on Google. Um, for example, on, I, I did a search there the other day about shutting down three TV stations, Zelensky, and it's true. It's mentioned on ABC News, Sky News um, and Al Jazeera. Okay, uh, he actually did shut down three TV stations that were criticising him, and he did imprison political opponents and journalists. Um, and in fact, the EU 
reprimand him, it says. Didn't seem to condemn him, but reprimand him for shutting down these three TV, uh, TV stations, um, saying it's not, it's not going against human rights. And, of course, they're absolutely right there, you know. I'm certainly no fan of the EU, but they're certainly right there. These are the things you need to know. Also, Ukrainian forces have neo-Nazis in the Ukrainian forces that they've actually brought into the Ukrainian uh, army, okay? These be separate. They're called the Azov, A-Z-O-V. I think there's a C there called Azov as well. Um, but that's what they are. These are neo-Nazis, um, and very clearly neo-Nazis. In fact, they have um, been called terrorists by other countries, including America. Um, and Facebook themselves had banned this uh, Azov neo-Nazi group um, from their platforms, uh, they they banned them and they placed them they placed them in the category of a tier one terrorist group alongside the likes of, the likes of ISIS and Hamas and Hezbollah, uh, clearly terrorist groups. But recently they have unbanned this neo Nazi group. Why? Because they're fighting against the Russians and that's all that matters. Okay, but um, they're a terrorist group. Okay, um, and some of the things these neo Nazis uh, terrorist group is they have attacked and murdered. Um, minority groups in Ukraine, particularly in pro-Russian uh, or even Russian-speaking areas. Um, they've attacked the people like the Romans, the Gypsy, Romanians, the type of people, they've murdered them. They've attacked your own Ukrainians as well, especially uh, Russian-speaking Ukrainians. Um, they've also, when they, um, they've been involved in this fighting on the east side of Ukraine against Russia, and what they've done is they would actually put their military tanks and armour inside residential areas and in between schools. In fact, uh, I saw a video um, where they were doing this, actually um, uh, getting ready for the Russians to, uh, to, uh, to invade there a couple of weeks ago. They've actually put in the military in residential zones, including in between schools. And we know that terrorist groups like Hamas and ISIS do this all the time. They will put their men and their firepower in residential areas, in hospitals, and then say the British or the Americans or the Israelis bomb them. And guess then who gets who looks like the bad guys? The British people, the Americans or the Israelis, when the terrorists actually did it on purpose so that uh, the Americans or the British or the Israelis would look bad. This is what these Azov uh, neo-Nazi people have done. These neo-Nazi group of soldiers, the Azov, have been praised by the former um, uh, Ukrainian president, is it Prochenko, I can't remember how to pronounce this guy's name, as these great volunteers, they're the best, but they're a terrorist group. Um, and they've been, they've been called that by in, internationally. But this isn't who's part of the Ukrainian army today. And these terrorist group, by the way, they've been seen on video. Um, in fact, there's an explicit video where they're actually threatening Ukrainians who are accepting humanitarian aid from Russian-held areas of Ukraine. Threatening them that they'll get them one day. Um, because but these, but these Ukrainians are very grateful for the food they're getting from the Russians, right? Now, I, you know, Ukrainians, I'm sure the Russians are doing bad as well. But all you're seeing in the media is the Russians are bad, Russians are bad, Russians are bad. Um, but Ukrainians are so nice people. Almost as if Zelensky is a God-fearing person, that the Ukrainians are, are all Christians. No, they're not. Now, there are Christians in Ukraine. There are pastors there preaching the gospel. And I've heard some great... Um, things about Ukrainians getting saved because of what's happened. They're obviously uh, in trembling and fear. And I think God is using that to, for them to turn to Christ. And that is absolutely wonderful. Um, and I hope the same is happening in Russia because uh, souls need to be saved there too, right? Uh, so uh, Zelensky's pro-EU. He's pro-NATO. He's pro-UM. And, um, and he's also backed by a man called George Soros. This Hungarian billionaire um, who helped betrayed uh, his own Jewish people to the Nazis in World War II. He's admitted that himself. I've heard him actually say that. 
Um, uh, George Soros is against America, uh, USA nationalism, about having borders. He was against Donald Trump, for example, for being like that. Um, but he's pro-Ukraine nationalism. Why? That's interesting, isn't it? Um, and Ukraine has one of the highest corruption rates of all countries. In the corruption index rate, you can see this on, on Google again, Ukraine is higher than Russia when it comes to corruption. That is interesting. Uh, Ukraine and their leader is pro-LGBT. Um, Putin is not. He's against homosexual propaganda. He's actually made it very clear. In fact, a former MI, MI6 um, agent from England was praised in Ukraine because they're pro-LGBT. And that's, now this is like a guy that's supposed to be involved in secret stuff, you know, in the army and against, you know, the spies and all that kind of stuff. And here he's talking about how great Ukraine is because they're pro-LGBT. Putin is not pro-LGBT. Um, now, Putin would claim to be a Christian. I don't believe he is. He may be Orthodox Christian. Uh, I believe he got baptized secretly from his parents or at least from his father. Um, but, uh, and I believe he is still a dictator, as I said. But this is the side that you're not hearing about Ukraine. And of course we know that the media and all the countries around the world mostly are against uh, Russia and Putin and all for Zelensky and Ukraine. The same media that were for the vaccines, for the mandates, for the lockdowns, for the restrictions, for uh, arresting people and against people who are against um, anti-COVID-19 vaccinated people, including top doctors and professors who were warned that these vaccines um, do not work and they're dangerous. The same media who are pushing that agenda, the same media who are pro-homosexuality and transgenderism, pro-abortion. Hello, Christian Church, wake up here. The same media are pushing that it's uh, Ukraine are good and Russia is bad. And Russia have attacked um, Ukraine unprovoked. That is actually not true. Because um, we know uh, NATO have been talking about it, um, Ukraine entering, uh, making uh, Ukraine part of NATO. And uh, Russia do not want NATO on their doorstep. They've said it many, many times. USA want this as well. So it hasn't been unprovoked. Also in the Russian areas of Donbass and Donetsk, uh, the pro-Russian people there have been attacked and murdered by these neo-Nazi soldiers many, many times. Um, it's well documented, but the media don't talk about it. Okay. Now here in Ireland, especially in the north of Ireland, we have the Cat we have uh, Catholic and Protestants. We have uh, Republicans and Unionists. Okay. Um, so. The Republicans want all of Ireland to be, you know, they want Ulster to be part of United Ireland. And the Unionists don't want that. They want to stay part of United, of United Kingdom, right? The Unionists, right? Stay with the Union flag, okay? Now, where, uh, either side you take, it would be right for either one to attack each other and kill each other, which has happened over the years, you know, uh, with the IRA on the Republican side, and then the Unionists have the UDA and the U UVF and all these kind of terrorist groups against each other, more than killing each other, killing the soldiers, killing civilians, because of their religious side, because one is Unionist, pro-British, one is pro-Irish, United Ireland, right? But it's still murder. So we have this going on in, in Ukraine. There are pro-Russian people there, a lot of them on the east side and the south side of Ukraine, okay? And obviously there's pro-Ukrainians as well. But, you know, you don't kill each other for that, right? But it looks as if only Russians are bad and Ukrainians are doing no bad at all. That is not true. Ukraine is one of the most corrupt countries in the world. As I said, it's, it's higher in the, in the corruption index, global, uh, global corruption index, than Russia is, Okay, and Russia has a high corruption rate too, as does Ireland, as does the USA, and it's getting worse and worse and worse, you know. So I'm just looking for both sides of, of, of things here, you know. Um, the Russians have been giving humanitarian aid to um, 
uh, the Ukrainians, particularly the uh, parts where they've actually uh, conquered and seized, as it were. And, um, but it looks from the media that um, that's not happening at all, but it, it is. And these, these Ukrainians, these nationalist neo-Nazis ones are threatening the Ukrainians because they're taking food and help from the uh, Russian soldiers and people like that. And I've seen video of the Ukrainians being very grateful for this um, humanitarian aid, okay? Now again, it doesn't mean that there's not Russians who are doing bad and evil and all that kind of stuff. Of course there is, because they're sinners, right? But then also in Russia, they have a thing called RT, RT News, not RTE, RT News, I believe probably means stands for Russian television. They've been banned from um, um, by the EU. Okay, um, so you won't hear their side of things. You're only going to hear the Western media side of things. If you're only hearing one side of things, that's called propaganda. That's called brainwashing. That is not called truth. Okay, um, and so can you trust what you're hearing on the media? You cannot trust the media anymore, folks. This particular Western media, they have proven themselves um, to be biased to be liars, to be twisted truth, to be taken agendas. We know that conservative people, Christians are being banned and censored and taken down from social media platforms like YouTube, like Facebook, like Instagram and Twitter all the time. Remember, uh, Donald Trump was banned from Twitter and Facebook, the president of America. And since they did that, did that to him a couple of years ago, they've been now um, banning and censoring Christians and conservative minded people. This is what's been going on. We know that Ukraine also, um, Joe Biden's son has been involved in uh, Ukrainian um, oil companies where he was paid millions for doing nothing. I mean nothing. And you notice Hunter Biden is very quiet. You don't hear about him to talk and publicly and all that kind of stuff because these allegations are true that he earned millions for doing nothing. And Joe Biden is also involved in corruption in Ukraine. And in fact, he threatened Ukraine of withholding back $1 billion of aid to Ukraine. This is before the war started, just a couple of years ago. Um, in fact, when he was vice president, he threatened them um, if they didn't sack the prosecutor that was going after his son, Hunter Biden, for his corruption. And so they did sack uh, um, the Ukrainian uh, prosecutor that was going after Hunter Biden. You've got to know these things. Now, these are not made up. These are truths here. Uh, you know, there's corruption. I mean, the corruption that the Clintons have been involved in, the Bidens have been involved in, and uh, George Soros and people like this, these people should be at least in prison, in jail. But they're getting away with this because there is a new world order trying to take place and these people are certainly much involved, okay? Um, and um, let me see, anything else here I want to say here? So you've got to be careful because there's propaganda videos going on. And again, you're the, the RT, RT News, you can see it on uh, Rumble. Uh, maybe BitChute as well, I don't know, who've been banned from Western media, which is the Russian side of things. Uh, you need to look and watch those videos, okay? Um, not just the Western media. You just cannot trust the Western media. Are you telling me you trust, especially Irish people, RTE, Virgin Media? Are you telling me you trust CNN or ABC News or NBC News or BBC? Um, I, um, do you really trust them? You know? And yet, this media are totally one-sided and it's all about support Ukraine, support Ukraine, support Ukraine and the Russians are bad and Vladimir Putin is bad. So which side am I taking? Well, you might think I'm taking Ukraine's side or maybe you are, are taking, or should I say, taking Russia's side. Um, well, I'll answer that uh, soon because I do believe I am, that you and I do need to take a, take, take a side um, and I'll tell you which side we're meant to take. So to answer that question with all that background, and I could say a lot more, um, but do not trust the media. Christian, the media are anti. There's an antichrist spirit there. They are not to be trusted anymore. But they clearly want you to hate Putin, to hate Russia, 
and to love the Ukrainians as if they're God-fearing people. That is not the case. Again, Ukraine is one of the most corrupt countries in the world, not just Russia, and not just USA, so is Ukraine, as is my country too. I want to go to Joshua chapter 5 here. Okay, Joshua chapter 5 here. Because the answer to the question is, which side are we to take? Which side am I going to be taking? Okay? I think we need to get wisdom from the Bible, particularly as Christians here. So in Joshua chapter 5 here, we have a scene here where the Israelites are about to attack um, Jericho. But before they do, uh, Joshua leader has a confrontation, uh, a meeting with an angel of the Lord. So let's read it here. In Joshua chapter 5, we're going to read verse 13 to 15. Verse 13 says, And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho, that he lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, there stood a man over against him, with his sword, his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him and said unto him, Art thou for us or for our adversaries? Are you for us or are you against us? He said to this man drawn with the sword. This person. Okay? Are you for us or are you against us? That's what he said. That's what Joshua asked this man. And he said, Nay, but as captain of the host of the Lord am I now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said unto him, What say my Lord unto his servant? So the reply here is that this person says, I am captain of the host of the Lord. Okay? He captain of the host of the Lord, he said. Joshua asked him, which side are you on? Are you for me or are you against us? And do you know what the, the captain, this angel, angel, the angel Lord said? He said, I'm not on either side. I'm in charge here. Are you on my side, basically? Because that's what he said. And Joshua did worship him. Now, many people believe, and I tend to agree, that this angel of the Lord in Joshua 5 here is a pre-incarnate um, uh, appearance of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And I agree with that because um, the reason why I know it is because uh, Joshua fell down and worshipped him and the angel did not um, uh, forbid him to worship him. The, if this was just a normal angel instead of the Lord himself. And uh, we know in Revelation when John fell down to worship the angel, the angel said, um, you know, don't do that. Uh, stand up. Um, I'm your fellow servant also. Okay, so angels do not accept worship. Only God gets worship. And yet the angel of the Lord did not forbid Joshua here or reprimand him for worshipping him. So I believe that this is a Old Testament pre-incarnate um, um, appearance of the Son of God. Okay, Jesus Christ. Who, that's why he became known as, of course, in the New Testament. And, but the answer was, I'm not taking sides here. I'm in charge. Whose side are you on? That's really what he was saying here. And the captain of the Lord's host said unto Joshua, verse 15, Loose thy shoe from off thy foot, for the place wherein thou standest is holy. And Joshua did so. You're on holy ground here, Joshua. Get on your face. You're in the presence of God here. Joshua, how dare you ask me whose side am I on? I am God Almighty. Whose side are you on? God is asking, Joshua. Christian, whose side are you on? Are you on Russia's side? Are you on Ukraine's side? Are you on God's side? Because that's what this is about. Joshua, whose side are you on? Christian, whose side are you on? God does not take your side, my side, my opinion, your opinion. God is God Almighty. He's the only one that speaks 100% pure truth all the time. 
and God Almighty is in charge of everything, including this battle that's about to take place at Jericho. And God's going to win this battle by his own means, where he gets him to march around the wall for six days, blowing the trumpets, and then on the seventh day to blow it seven times on the seventh day, and the wall, not walls, fell down flat. One wall fell down, so the people inside Jericho couldn't escape, and they destroyed Jericho. Because it was going to be God's way, God's timing. Joshua was being told, um, I am in charge here. It's not about taking sides here. I am God Almighty. I'm in charge of history. And I'm in charge of the present. And I'm in charge of the future. I've already told you that Gog and Magog is Russia. Um, the old maps say so. And even some uh, um, ancient historians say so. That Gog or Magog is Russia. Russia is going to be involved in the seven-year tribulation. It's going to be involved in at least one battle, if not two battles, before the thousand-year reign of Christ and after the thousand-year reign of Christ, when Satan is loosed um, for a little bit. Okay? So God is allowing Russia to attack Ukraine. God is allowing Ukraine to be attacked by Russia. And I believe God is going to allow Russia to win against Ukraine. And he will, he will, Putin is saying he's going to denazify Ukraine and you know if he wins I guess he'll do that and demilitarize them. He may not just stop there, he may just take over Ukraine um, or he may put a puppet uh, government leader, a pro-Russian guy in there. He may do, that's true. Um, but I believe Russia, got Magog, is going to win and is going to get stronger and will attack Israel in the tribulation, at the end of the tribulation and at the, at the end of the ten year reign of Christ. It mentioned in Revelation 19 and Revelation chapter 20. Russia is an end time prophetical country that God's going to use, is going to allow to rise in power and to come down against Israel. Didn't God allow Assyria to attack and destroy the northern kingdom of Israel in 722 BC? Yes, he did. Were the Assyrians God-fearing people? No, they're not. They were wicked. Right? That's why Jonah didn't want them um, being saved and being, um, being at the mercy of God in the book of Jonah. They were, ter- they were terrible in what they did with their torture, what they, the stuff they did, their tortures and stuff like that when they capt- cap- captured you. And then, did God allow the Babylonians to come in and destroy the southern kingdom of Judah in 586 BC? Yes, he did. Were the Babylonians God-fearing people? No, they were not. They were wicked people too. But he used them as God's chastening rod against Judah, just like he used Assyria as his chastening rod against the northern kingdom of Israel. Because the, king, the kingdom of Israel were wicked and rebellious against God. And the people of Judah were the same, even though they had some good kings. And eventually both kingdoms were destroyed. And Israel have not had a king sitting on the throne of David since that time. But they will, because the Bible tells her so. I think it tells us in... Um, is it Ezekiel 37 or 38? I can't remember. I'm not well, look at that some other time. Uh, but it makes it clear, and other places too, that God's going to have a king ruling on the throne of David. It'll be Jesus Christ himself. He will rule for 1,000 years in the millennium reign and will rule forever in eternity. So God has allowed Russia to attack Ukraine and God has allowed Ukraine to be attacked. God has allowed Vladimir Putin to come to power and Zelensky to come to power. And Zelensky came to power by a Western Baku in 2014, where many Russian, pro-Russian Ukrainians were killed and murdered. Okay, um, he's allowed him to be in power. This wicked uh, ex-comedian guy, 
um, who has uh, uh, imprisoned people and shut down TV stations that oppose him. That's a dictator. In fact, Tucker Carlson said so um, just at the start or just before Russia officially invaded Ukraine nearly two weeks ago. He, he called uh, Zelensky, a, that's a tyrant. And he's right. Anybody that imprisons uh, political opponents and, and puts them in prison um, and has TV stations uh, shut down, that's a, that's a, that's a tyrant. Just like Justin Trudeau uh, brought in these emergency laws to get rid of the peaceful protesters in Canada, okay? Um, and they were peaceful, you know, there's no doubt about it. They were definitely peaceful. They weren't believers, but they were peaceful protesters, the truck convoy, um, and um, most of the Western world did not condemn, it, condemn them, okay? That's, a, that's what a dictator does. And, you know, all these leaders around the world have been bringing in these mandates and emergency laws for the last two years. And again, these people are voted in again and people are, the, the leaders are as like heroes and people have accepted this. This is all building up to the one world leader that's coming, the Antichrist, which we will talk about a little bit here actually, okay? So, I'm taking God's side. I'm not taking Russia's side. I'm not taking Ukraine's side. I'm, I believe in giving facts on both sides, which are not hearing. So you need to go to RTE, RT News for the Russian side and then you'll hear of course, the Western side, all over the, uh, the Western TV stations. I mean, you just can't, you just can't, uh, you know, you just can't get away from it, okay? But a lot of it is propaganda, including fake videos and videos that were taken from other incidents years ago. Some of them are true, some are not true, or some are exaggerations, some are uh, misrepresentations, some are exaggerations, and all that kind of stuff. But stop trusting the Western media particularly. Um, and doesn't mean you trust the Russian RT news either, but at least listen to both sides of it. You've got to do that. You know, we're meant to uh, walk circumspectively, be wise, and don't trust the media anymore. It's, they cannot be trusted, okay? So, I want to go to First John chapter 4 here to help us um, understand these things. And in First John chapter 4, here's what the Apostle John said in chapter 4, verses 1 to 3 and verse 5. Verse 1 of chapter, 1 John chapter 4. Beloved, believe not every spirit... But try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone on out into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is it in the world. Okay. Now let me read. Let me read verse one uh, to three again, and let me just change a word here. Every time you see, believe not every spirit. I'm going to change that to something else here, just to help you understand to modernize it today as it were. Not that the King James Bible needs to be modernized. It doesn't. It's accurate. It's beautiful. It's reverence. Okay, but let me just help you understand here. Below, tr- believe not every commentator, journalist, political leader, but try the commentators, TV stations, journalists, political leaders, where they are of God. Because many false prophets are gone out into the world. So we're to try or test every spirit, right? Test everything you hear. Is this of God or is this not of God? Because there are many false teachers gone into the world even since John's time. So we're meant to test and analyse when you listen to the reporters, to the government, to the health agencies or all that kind of stuff and to media, right? Test them. Where they are of God, is God speaking through them? Well, how many 
God-fearing reporters, government leaders do you know of? I don't know of any. Certainly not in Ireland. I don't know of any in England either. There, is very, there might be some in America, very few. But test them. He says, believe not every spirit, believe not every commentator, every journalist, every TV station, every media outlet. Test them. Verse 2, hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit or every journalist, every reporter, every TV station that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. Well, if that reporter or that government leader does that, then he's a believer, then he's pointing towards God, but he's not, you know? And every spirit or every commentator or every journalist or reporter or political leader, verse 3, that confesses not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. Okay? They're not of God. And even some of these conservative ones. In Ireland we have people like Dave Cullen and Gemma Doherty and Ben Scallon who is head of this alternative media outlet called Gript. G-R-I-P-T. I think it's I-E or ever. Where they're giving alternative media to the uh, liberal media. Okay? And all these people. And they're conservative and they're talking about the, the tyranny and the lies in the media um, particularly over the last couple of years and even what's going on now, um, right? But they're not pointing towards Christ. They're not, their spirit, their, their, their words are not confessing that Jesus Christ is God, that Jesus Christ is the answer. They're not doing that. No matter how nice they are, they're just not doing it, you know? Because the spirit of Antichrist is in the world, as we're told back in John's time, and he's coming, and he's in the world now, getting ready for this new world order that's coming at a city near you. So these commentators, as nice as they are, like Ben Shapiro and Jordan Peterson and, and Tucker Carlson, who I like a lot, probably the last truth-teller on, uh, on the media, particularly Fox News, but he's not a believer, and he's not confessing that Jesus Christ is Lord and that Jesus Christ is the answer, and that we need to take Jesus Christ's side of things and God's side of things, Right? Yes, they're standing up for and pointing out lies and discrepancies and agendas. I, that's great. But these people are not pointing towards Christ. Okay? They're not confessing that Jesus Christ is Lord. They're not doing that, no matter how good they are. Okay? And talking about these commentators, it goes on to say in 1 John 4 verse 5, They are of the world, these commentators, these news outlets, these media, these governments, they are of the world, therefore speak they of the world. And the world hears them. But the world's not hearing the Bible. The world's not hearing the Christian message, are they? They're not listening to Jesus Christ, are they? So the world listens to them. And we listen to them. But what about what God is saying? Okay? And so they want you to take their side, whether it's the right side or not. But they're not talking about taking God's side. So I tend to listen to podcasts, Christian podcasts, that are fundamental Christians, that are godly people, that see the times and have the right end times view, which I believe is a pre-trib rapture position, that Jesus Christ has come to take away the church before the seven-year tribulation, because in the book of Revelation, from chapter 6 to 19, which talks about the, the tribulation, the church is not mentioned once, and if the church is going through the tribulation, I think God will give us instructions. I think God can spell the word church, because he can spell the word church, but he never mentions the word, chur- the, the word church in the, in the uh, seven-year tribulation in the book of Revelation, chapter 6 to 19. And yet he mentions the church, what, 20-something, times in Revelation chapter 1 to 3 in the church age but then after the church age when the angel tells John come up and I will show you things which will be hereafter the church is not mentioned once why does it suddenly stop okay 
to say that the church is going through the tribulation from omission, that's not good hermeneutics. That's not good biblical, this, um, rightly dividing the word of truth. The church is not mentioned in the book of Revelation or in the tribulation not once because God is not angry and part is wrath against the church, against his children. It's against a Christ-rejecting, sin-loving world. God is not going to beat up his bride. Think about it. Okay? The book of Revelation the, it clears up a lot of things that were unclear in the Old Testament. And the tribulation mentioned in the book of Revelation, the church is not mentioned once. Christ is coming for his church. He's coming for me because I believe in Christ, okay? So we're listening to the words of podcasters, even Christian ones, but a lot of times we're not hearing the words of God, we're hearing the words of men, or we should say, we're not hearing the opinions of God or the words of God, we're hearing the opinions of men, okay? So we're listening to the world, uh, which John says, they are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world hears them. Yeah, they do. But here's what Jesus said in John chapter 10. Now this is not First John now anymore, this is the Gospel of John chapter 10. Here's what Jesus said in John 10, verse 27. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Now, that's very important. My sheep hear my voice. Whose voice are you listening to? From what I'm seeing, the church, for the most part, is listening to the voice of men, even behind the pulpits many times, but not hearing the voice of God. We're hearing the world's voice. We're hearing CNN's voice, RTE News voice in Ireland and Virgin Media in Ireland. We're hearing the BBC's voice and all these liberal medias all around the world, okay? We're also hearing, of course, from maybe some of the good ones like Fox News with Tucker Carlson and maybe Sean Hannity and Laura Ingram. I liked them um, for the most part. And Dave Cullen in Ireland here and Gemma Doherty and maybe Sky News Australia. They seem to be conservative too, don't they? And BitChute's. And people who are on BitChute, basically, were the ones who are banned from YouTube. BitChute is spelled B-I-T-C-H-U-T-E. These are conservative media outlets that uh, you won't um, hear being praised um, on your national TV stations because they're, they're coming from a conservative point of view, okay? But most of them are not the voice of God. It's the voice of men. But you see, only God's people hear God's voice. At least they're supposed to, okay? My sheep hear my voice. Remember again, going back to the world, talking about what did you say about the world? They are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world hears them. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. The world doesn't hear God's voice. doesn't have God's wisdom, right? They don't. My sheep, I said, I know them and they follow me, but they hear my voice. The problem is, we're listening to the media's voice. Who are lost people, many wicked people, the political leaders' voices. We're hearing liberal Christian leaders' voices who are so into critical race theory, pro, uh, Black Lives Matter stuff, and, and uh, so uh, cool and trendy and conforming to the world. And many of these church leaders have their eschatology, their end times theology wrong. And they have nothing to look forward to with the Lord's coming. They just look forward to do the tribulation, which is nothing to look forward to. And by the way, tell me which part of the tribulation is going to be nice for the church to face. Because I don't see anything nice about the tribulation, about this pre-wrath position. All of the tribulation is God's wrath. All of it. Okay? It just happens in different degrees and maybe gets more intense, yeah? But there's 21 judgment there. And, and I know that the early part of the tribulation, half the world's population will be wiped out. That's four billion uh, dead bodies. Okay? But my sheep hear my voice, Jesus said. 
Christians are supposed to hear his voice. And in the book of Revelation to the seven churches, what did Jesus say? He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit of God is saying unto the churches. We're not listening to the Holy Spirit's voice anymore, it seems, for the most part, for the Christian church. We're not hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit. So when you hear a message, even like this podcast, it doesn't mean you really listen or you want to listen. You might hear it with your ears, but you're not hearing it with your heart or with a heart of belief or tenderness or humility or brokenness or longing. Right? The church is meant to hear what the Spirit of God is saying unto the churches. We're not meant to take the Russian side, Ukrainian side or whatever side or the vaccine or pro-vaccine or anti-vaccine. Okay, though I certainly believe in speaking the truth, and that's why I gave you some of these facts about Ukrainian leader and the Ukrainian side of things and all that stuff, is it because the corruption is on both sides. Putin is a dictator, so is Zelensky. They're both corrupt, they're both wicked people. Okay, they both need to repent and hear the voice of God and get saved, or else they will be cast into like a fire. On that day of judgment mentioned in Revelation 20, verse 11 to 15. This is serious stuff here. And so will these newscasters, CNN people, and Fox News and Tucker Carlson. These people are not saved. They're not believers. Ben Shapiro is a Jew. He's not a believer. Okay? And, and many of these other, Jordan Peterson and stuff, they claim to be Christian. Well, where's the fruit of it? We need to listen to the voice of God. Okay? Because most of these voices, whether liberal or conservative, they're not pointing to Christ as the way of salvation. They're not hearing his voice. And many Christians, when we talk about these issues, are not hearing God's voice either. The church is not hearing the Holy Spirit's voice anymore like it used to. That's why the church is so worldly, so spiritually um, inept and powerless. Because we're just like the world. The worldliness that's in Christianity today where not only do we talk like the world, dress like the world, act like the world, we think like the world. And we take sides. But remember what the angel said to Joshua, I'm in charge here. You need to be on my side. I'm in charge. I'm in charge of history, the present and the future. That's what we need to think about. When you listen to these voices in the media, whether it's conservative, Christian or liberal, these voices will make us angry as we hear the lies of the media and even make us afraid. I've decided to stop listening, uh, particularly to the Irish media, because they're just lies and propaganda. Um, not just with the Russia Ukraine thing, but with the la- especially in the last couple of years with the vaccine thing and the ma- so-called pandemic, which I don't believe it was. I think it was made up and exaggerated, you know, to get control of us. Um, that control is not going to go away, by the way. It's you know, but now the same media are getting us all hyped up about the Russia Ukraine thing and basically want us to go war with Russia, which means we'll have a nuclear war. How stupid can you get? But they're pushing these things and they're making us angry against the Russians and uh, Putin, but um, but not seeing the the corruption side of Ukraine. As I said, Putin needs to get saved. So does Zelensky. So did Russians. So do so do Ukrainians. God has allowed this. We need to hear the voice of God. These voices, whether it's Putin, Zelensky, the media, or our leaders around the world, need to repent and turn to Christ, and listen to His voice, because only God's sheep hear His voice, and know Him, and He will know us, and to reveal His will. This is what this message is about. I am not taking the Russian or Ukrainian side, neither should you. There is corruption on both sides. But incredibly, the liberal media are totally anti-Russian, totally anti-Putin, and they're all for Ukraine. And I can see Christians doing this um, as well. Um, 
taking Ukraine sides and totally anti-Russian, anti-Putin, all that kind of stuff. Again, Putin is a dictator, so is Zelensky. Except Putin is a more powerful dictator. He's got a powerful, more powerful army and money and um, wealth behind him more than Ukraine does. Ukraine is one of the most, before the start, Ukraine is one of the poorest countries in Europe, as a lot of the Eastern European countries are, by the way, former communist countries, you know. Things have not gone too well from there. But these countries need to turn to Christ. We need to take God's side of things in these last days as we see the day approaching. Jesus Christ is coming to take away his bride. I believe that, not because some commentator says so, because I'm a Christian now 30 years nearly this month, and I have looked... Um, at the Bible and the end times now from both sides and I'm convinced that Jesus Christ is coming to take away the church in the rapture as mentioned in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and 1 Corinthians 15 he's come to take away his bride before he pours his wrath out upon an unbelieving world and he's going to use Russia and probably Ukraine is part of Russia Gog and Magog and Mishael and Tubal and Gomer this confederate to attack Russia, uh, Israel um, um, at the end of the tribulation. You know, God's in control. Like I said, God is in control of the past, present and future. He allowed Assyria to destroy the northern kingdom of Israel in 720 BC. He allowed the Babylonians to attack and destroy the southern kingdom of Judah in 586 BC. And Russia and Israel was not a country for two and a half thousand years until 1948 as God started to fulfill end time prophecy um, to bring it all to an end because how can Israel be attacked if it's not a country? Well, it is a country now. It's an unbelieving country. It's actually, it's a wicked country. The most liberal LGBT homosexual um, uh, laws in all of Europe probably. Probably the capital of homosexuality. In fact, it is a wicked place because most of Israel is unbelieving. So that's my message. This is what I wanted to say. Take God's side. My sheep hear my voice, Jesus said. And I know them and they follow me. Talking about the world, they are of the world, the media, the press, to, to help people, uh, the governments, they are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world hears them. You're not meant to listen to them, you're meant to listen to God, to the Holy Spirit. I still believe that God can bring a personal revival to you and I before the Lord comes, and a church revival, and a local revival at least, or even a country revival if he wants to. Um, but we have to hear the Holy Spirit's voice again. Stop listening to the world, stop listening to our flesh, stop listening to the media and stop trusting the world and the media. Stop trusting the world and the media. There is a agenda here and they're falling to Satan's traps who will ultimately fall into God's trap because God is going to bring it all to an end. This one world order, one world government, Antichrist will come but he will be destroyed. The world will be destroyed. They will face the, the, the great way throne judgment where they'll be cast in the lake of fire forever if they do not repent of their sin and turn to Jesus Christ to be saved their soul like I did 30 years ago. That's what this is about. Let me close in prayer. Father in heaven, I pray that you bless this podcast to people's hearts and that, Lord, you would show them, Lord, what I'm trying to say. It's not about taking Russia's side, Ukraine's side, or any issue side. It's about taking your side of things, Lord. It's about hearing your voice. The world cannot hear your voice, Lord. They hear their own, but they cannot hear your voice until they repent and turn to you. I'm asking, Lord, to awaken your people, Lord, that hear this podcast and awaken others. And to stop listening to the voice of the world, the media, the politicians to help people who are clearly, Lord, on agenda, who are centering people, particularly Christians, Lord. 
And as, Lord, your coming comes close, I pray you again, bring a great awakening in our hearts and prepare your bride to receive you, Lord, um, or for you to receive us, I should say, when you come in the clouds to take us away before you pour out your wrath upon this um, Christ-rejecting, sin-loving world. Lord, the side to take is your side, not any country side, not any agenda side, your side. Give us the courage, Lord, to take your side, no matter what the cost. We ask in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Please share this podcast with others and other podcasts that I do. My heart is to see a heaven-sent revival in the Church of God, in the local churches around the world, particularly in Ireland, before the Lord comes. God bless you and talk to you again. Take my life and let it be Consecrated, Lord, to Thee Take my moments and my days Let them flow in ceaseless praise Let them flow in ceaseless praise